0: This is going to be known as the Georgia Tea Podcast.
1: Um, I would love that. I can't see anything wrong with doing a podcast all about tea. It would be a great tea party. We would all just sit down. We would do like high tea. We would record live from Dr. Bombay's underwater tea party. And we would eat scones with clotted cream and drink tea with our pinkies up. And world's greatest cookie cakes. (laughs) Okay, look, I'm sure we could make sugar-free clotted cream. Really? Don't you think we could? I feel like we could. Would it taste good? Sure. I. Why not? <laughs> You're like, sure. I mean, they make sugar substitutes. That's it could true. be like stevia-flavored clotted cream. Stevia clotted cream. Blah. I'm sure it would be good. Okay, fine. You don't seem convinced. No, I'm not convinced.
0: Because my parents make... Because my par- 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 parents are on keto and they make some... Uh, dessert type things made with like fake shush sugar. They've tried like every kind, mm-hmm. and they all taste like, look.
1: Maybe if you readjust your expectations of what sugar readjust is. Readjust my expectations. <laughs> I see. Or not. You seem like you're doing fine without the sugar. I am fine. You've really stuck with this. I have. That's amazing. Yeah. I I can st- I stick with nothing. Except for podcasting, I'm pretty good at sticking with a podcast. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like healthy lifestyle choices, I'm like. Good for two weeks. And then I just crap the fuck out. Well, I just know that I can't –
0: like, I just know that I can't. Like, I, I, I'm already so overweight and I have – like, I might – like, there's diabetes in my fa- fa- family and heart disease and, like, yeah. I just I just know I can't me- mess with it.
1: Well, I'm really proud of you because I feel like it's really hard to make that kind of big lifestyle change. Yeah. Well, it just makes me feel,
0: feel feel bad. Like, there was one day last week when I had, like – I had like one malt ball, mm-hmm. just because someone was like, "Hey," and I was just like, "Let me just see," and mm-hmm. it just it made me feel 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 crappy, like not guilty, but just like, yeah, f- physically, just like, Ugh.
1: yeah. Well, good, you don't need that, yeah, fucking poison shit, yeah, you don't need it. Nope. So, uh, I wanted to talk about what a project that we're we're not producing it, but we're both involved in it. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Super I, excited. Yeah. I mean. Do you wanna you wanna tell them about it? It's called
0: about? The Duchess of Grant Park and it is written by our dear friend Patrick Morgan. She plays a um a a wo- woman who is um basically what is, it, what is it called? Like, d- dubs herself?
1: Yeah, she she sort of grants herself, or she, she, yeah, she dubs herself the Duchess of Grant Park. And Grant Park is a place in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, very much a love letter to the neighborhood yes. and the community. Yes. Uh, you know how you have those, like, sort of characters in town, those local characters? The Duchess is kind of a character that everyone yes. kind of knows around town. And so this reporter begins to do a story on her, and he's kind of trying to dis- d- delve into, like, why did, she, why did she do this? Like, why mm-hmm. did she become the Duchess of Grant Park? And he sort of enters it being very skeptical. And then they sort of, and then you, he sort of learns a very valuable lesson about love and community and purpose. Yeah. It's a really beautiful film. Yeah. And it's got s- some of our favorite actors in it, yeah. some of our best buds
0: Hillary, Jasmine, Brian, Nicole, Melissa, Laura.
1: Um, Melissa's in there too yeah M- M- Melissa um, uh, well John who is John, in my clump he yes. plays the reporter I'm in it yes. I'm playing Lisa did you say me already? I, I did say you Yeah. damn I feel now I feel selfish <laughs> it's okay I'm in it everybody <laughs> and Patrick and of course Patrick Morgan uh, as the Duchess of Grant Park that's right Um, and it's directed by Brandon Mitchell yes Uh, our beautiful friend Brandon Mitchell who mm. um he uh brandon has written and performed in many of our sketch shows mm-hmm. as has patrick yes um and most recently directed me in the uh one minute playfest mm-hmm. also he wrote for the one minute playfest as did patrick yes so a lot of hell of a lot of talent behind mm-hmm. this project We're really excited about it. Um, And so that's something that we are both involved in. You are assistant director. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be ADing, which is a tough job. Tough job. That's a big job. And this is not a short. I mean, this is a short, Mm -hmm. but it's not as short as like a 20 page. Yeah. This is a hefty short. I mean, it's like the like when you read it, like it's this is the right length. Like this is the length that the story should be. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a that's a big job. Mm -hmm. So hats off to you. Wish me luck. You'll be great. Okay. You'll be great. Okay. Don't even. Don't even sweat it. So yeah, we're we'll tell you we'll tell you a little bit more about that as time goes on, but right now we're really just um I know there's going to be a read through coming up soon mm-hmm. and um well, actually by the time this recording happens it will have already happened. that'll have already happened and we'll be getting closer to the shoot dates, but uh we're really excited to be a part of it and yeah. we'll sh- of course share any updates yeah, on and the screenings or Yeah, you guys
0: should fall fall following this film on all, all of the platforms like they oh, have absolutely. great content like yes
1: great yeah yes the content uh that goes along with social media for this project is really awesome also i mean the project in general is just really special um and really close to our hearts and so um if you're interested in some more information you can follow the dutch you can follow duchess know the duchess of grand park on facebook um at so it's at Duchess of Grant Park on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. and at Park Duchess on Twitter
0: because there's already a Duchess of Grant Park on, or, or not Duchess, Duchess of Grant. Grant. Yeah, also,
1: you can only have so many words in a yes. Twitter handle. Yes, um, if you want if you're looking for something that's like uh celebrates the uniqueness within you, something that celebrates like uh loving yourself and caring to, and self care mm-hmm. and mental health. Mm-hmm. This uh, the story is for you. Yes. So ex- I'm excited about it. I'm honored yeah. to be a part of it, and yes. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Looking forward to sharing Yay. more. Uh, okay. So before we get into our discussion of Stranger Things, I am very excited about. And actually, by the time this podcast this podcast airs, uh, we're recording this in early August, so it hasn't come out yet. But the trailer for Mindhunter. Season two, season two came out, and so that will be coming out on the sixteenth. So by the time this podcast airs, that show will already be out. Um, oh my God, yeah. So, because I believe this is being released on the twenty eighth. Okay. So, but I am. I just saw the trailer like a, like two days ago, uh-huh. and I'm pretty fucking excited about it. And okay. Sarah hasn't seen it yet. I Haven't seen it yet. Um, you watched this the first season, right? Oh yeah. Oh fucking! My, oh, I could yeah. not get like I was hooked I binged that shit in like two days yeah me too and I love that actor Mm -hmm. I love um, I'm a big fringe fan so I loved seeing uh, that actress back um, you know Anna Torv I loved her seeing her back on screen the Um, guy who played um Ed Ed Kemper Kemper and we're all we were all wondering like is Ed Kemper going to be back I mean the final s- s- episode the final c- scene with like Ed Kemper and yeah. I can't but uh, I can't remember that character's name Definitely. Holden Holden brilliant and intense yes. and creepy yes. and of course it's well documented that you and I l- are interested in true crime and yeah. true crime stories and like the second season focuses on the Atlanta child murders. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that happened here locally in the nineteen eighties, and also, although someone was convicted of those murders, uh, many believe that he didn't do it, and that those murders remain unsolved. So, um, I thought we would take a little pause right here okay. and look, watch the trailer, okay, and then come back and talk about it. Yes.
0: How do we catch a fantasy? At? If it's any good, you can't.
1: Okay, so uh, Sarah just watched the trailer for Mindhunter Season 2. I can't tell how you feel about it uh, based on your expression. It seemed kind of frowny.
0: Yeah, um, I think the mute, mute, mute music they chose ruined it. Oh, for really? Me. Like, it was the wrong vibe. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ugh, that was um, Fuck. Um, Fuck. Like, I... I don't know. Like, and I didn't know what it was about. Like, I, I prefer to know a little okay. bit more about what... So you were
1: a little disoriented.
0: I, I didn't... By the music? Well, the music didn't help. But, okay. like, the way they shot it, the way... Like, I'm sorry, not shot it. The way they cut well, it things around. What was the teaser?
1: So it wasn't, like, a full-on trailer. Yeah. I just... I didn't know what was... Okay. going on. Maybe watching it more than once might help because um, I saw a couple of things that interested me. Number one I think the biggest thing is that Ed Kemper is back. Yes. So that's and not just like I mean I don't know how many scenes he's in but he seemed mm-hmm. to be a big part of the teaser. Yeah. Um, we also saw David Berkowitz the son of Sam. There's a yes, shot of him. Yes. Yes. Uh, Charles Manson. Yes. Um, and we saw some shots of the community who was obviously being rocked mm-hmm. by these the what we said before, which is yeah. the, these series of murders in Atlanta yeah. of children. Yeah, we even saw like a car slowing down and looking up at yeah. a child. Yeah, which was fucking scary as shit. Yeah, God, this is gonna be hard for me. You know how I feel about ki- children and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Um, there was also kind of a continuing story of a woman coming home and finding yes. something horrific. Yes. So, what do you think that's about? Um, well, I. I thought that all of the victims were
0: a- African Amer- American kids and that was the whole thing like it was it was the African American Okay so I think c- here com- I think I see
1: where you're confused. I think that other stuff with the woman cuz remember in season 2 they were also cutting back and forth between the what was going on with the cops and all, and the BTK killer. Mhm. Maybe. Okay, so we were seeing a he. We didn't. I don't know. You'd know that was BTK, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I think that this woman coming home and finding what she finds, I think that is tied to the BTK. And I think we actually saw BTK with like a mask on uh-huh. as well in the teaser. How? So I think we're gonna see more BTK. BTK so bound his victims. And no, tied them I know
0: up. how. How are we seeing so like son of Sam Ma- Manson BTK? Atlanta child murders. That
1: seems like a lot. Well, I'm going to guess. So remember in the first season, they were like specifically trying to catch certain people. Yeah. But they were also interviewing people to yes. get more data. Uh-huh. So I feel like Manson and David Berkowitz are going to be part of those interviews. OK. And it seems like they're trying to catch somebody. I assume it's the Atlanta, the, the whoever's committing the Atlanta child murders. But also, we're going to be getting more of BTK's story, I think. Because BTK was not caught until the 90s. Okay. BTK started in the 70s, stopped for a period of like a decade or so that we know of, Mm -hmm. and then continued to kill in the 90s when he was finally caught.
0: Can you um, imagine having done all those horrible things and then
1: completely stop stopping for like 10 years and then going back to it. He like, had a whole family. He had a f- child. I mean, he had a child, of course, while he was committing the murders as well. But So I'm assuming that this, this scene of her finding someone is probably maybe going to be early in BTK's like, although I believe the first victims of BTK were a family, like mm-hmm. a family that was killed in their home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that has to do with this woman. I don't really know how that ties in, but I feel like, we're seeing like several story threads. We didn't see Anna Torv in that trailer, I don't think, which I was like a little what the fuck about because I'd like to know that she's back for this season, who I assume. That? Anna Torv, remember the woman who the like she wasn't a criminologist but she was like a professor who was like kind of guiding their research, the blonde-haired woman that was part of their team. Man,
0: I haven't seen this in so so long. I f- I forget. Well, it's been like 2 her. years. Yeah, it came out right, 2 years you're ago. Right, yeah. So
1: it's been a while. But Anna Torv was the blonde-haired professor who kind of like got them involved in this project in the first place. Okay, I liked the music. It reminds me of that kind of seventies era. It was kind of like taking us into that seventies era. It was I feel too like. light. Okay, like
0: it w- it wasn't dark enough. It wasn't okay. s- there was no sinister quality to it. It okay. was like fun ish, not okay. completely fun, but just like
1: all right. Was like, fair what? fair point. Fair point. Yeah. I had to watch it a couple of times to take it all in. Yeah. So I ended up watching it a couple of times because I was like, wow, that's a lot of information. Yeah. But I'm excited. And it's going to be coming out. Of course, at the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be out. But it'll be coming out for us in about, I think, two weeks. Mm-hmm. It'll be like right around the time that the screening is happening. Yeah. Um. So our debate, we were debating as to whether or not we could cover this show on the podcast. If it's about the Atlanta Ch- Ch- Chalmers, I think we can. I think it's very game. But it's not made in Georgia. Because this is the Georgia Made podcast about film and filmmaking in Georgia. And Hunter, I think, is shot in, like, Vancouver or some shit.
0: But I think that things that are set here should also qual-
1: qualify. Hmm. I would love to cover this on the show. Mm-hmm. It feels like a bit of a cheat, but Does you're it- shaking your head.
0: It might be a, a bit of a cheat, but who would begrudge us this cheat?
1: That's true. We literally can do whatever who we want. Who wears the pants <laughs> in this situation? We, we wear the pants, right? Um, listeners, um, what do you think? Should we do Mind Hunter? Is it a cheat? Who cares? Uh, can we do whatever we want? Do you think we should cover Mind Hunter on this show? Because we will. We love the we show. We'll will. be wa- watching the fucking shit out of this show. Yeah. Uh, would you like us to cover Hunter under the very, very loose loophole that it involves the Atlanta child murders? Full disclosure,
0: I would want to do it even if it didn't involve the Atlanta <laughs> child murders.
1: <laughs> You're just like, it's, it's not set in Georgia, but someone said somebody named Georgia is in the show. <laughs> somebody so, named Georgia is the uh, PA? There's a person in, there's a named Georgia who's a PA, and that's why we're covering it. Um, uh, <laughs> let me think on this. Uh, listeners, you weigh in. Should we cover this? You tell us. In the meantime, uh, we are going to get back to our discussion of Stranger Things three, which was filmed in Georgia. It was definitely for sure. So pull on your jorts, because we're going to start Court Mall. Right? Can you, yeah.
0: Mike? He can't hear you. shouldn't have looked for me. Because now I see you. Now we can all see you.
1: So <clears throat> 11, uh, Eleven goes in. She finds Billy. And they... The group decides that they can't go and actually physically go find Billy because if they do then the flade will know they feel like Billy is a trap yeah it's the trap is designed to lure her out yeah.
0: but she still wants to go and, and, and find him
1: Well what she does uh, they're trying to figure out where every, where is the monster like yeah. where is everybody being like where's the source of all this um, where are the flade going to yeah like where is there the place that they're going to? And so 11, in one of the few callbacks to season two, there's not a lot of callbacks to season two. There's a few where we see her closing the gate. Mm-hmm. But in one of the few callbacks to season two, we see her sort of remembering how she was able to go into her mother's mind yeah. and see what her mother had seen. Mm-hmm. And so that's what she decides to do is to go into sort of this in-between place mm-hmm. and then go into Billy's mind. Is
0: this one she sees the 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 memories? Yes. Yeah, I loved this this part. Yeah. Like me too. it was very intense and as each memory went on, like the effects were very it just like pulled you in and it mm-hmm. was it was like the most emotional and like yeah, dra- dramatic and it like it felt almost like it was from a different show. It didn't feel part of the world. I can see that. I can see that. Um now, there is, I do have a pet peeve um, that I was remind, ma- reminded of when we saw some replays of mm-hmm. the scene in the mm-hmm. last a- episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the pet peeve is the idea of the perfect, be- beautiful mom from the past.
1: I see that. I see that. Um, I see that.
0: And how, like, the mom has to be, be-, be- beautiful. That, that's part of the thing. Like, I've seen so many shows and so many movies. Sure. Like, she was so be- beautiful. Like, the mom who died. Mm-hmm. Like, and not not about she was sure. so smart. She was so talented. She was so beautiful. Be- yeah, be- I get that. Be- beautiful. I
1: get that. So that's one of my things. Sure. But, but uh, I also see that, that she, he's remembering her. Like, what we get is not who she really was, mm-hmm. but a memory of her. Yes. And also not a memory of a... Grown person who mm-hmm. can really know another person, yes. but a child who can only remember maybe what they see. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while I agree with that, mm-hmm. and I, it's a trope that I'd like to get rid of, in this situation we were in, where we're just getting this little snippet, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think that's all he had left yeah. of her. Yeah, was that? It seems like that's all he had left. Mm-hmm. God, I'm getting like really emotional thinking about that. It's like, so she goes in, first of all, like I think one of the really beautiful things about the way the actor, uh, Dacre Montgomery, Mm -hmm. um, plays Billy. And again, I would urge you guys to listen to that Netflix show, um, the Netflix podcast, because they have an interview where he talks about uh, his portrayal of Billy. And his idea was that when he was, had become one of the flayed. that his body would be the monster but that you could see billy behind his eyes Mm. and so a lot of times i was really looking out for that when i watched it this time and when when he comes when she comes up to him and touches him and says Mm. billy i want you like can you hear me i want you to i want to see what you've seen yeah he looks up at her and you can just see this like anguish in his eyes right before he grabs her yeah yeah. in a very sort of threatening way yeah. and lets her go. And that's when she kind of falls back yeah, into
0: he's, memory. He's a re- 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 really good actor. Oh, he's so good.
1: But yeah, I love the way, the whole way this was visualized, the way that she's kind of yes. falling backward into time. Yes,
0: and it goes along a beach and it goes to like mm-hmm. dark clouds mm-hmm. and like all these different It's like vignettes.
1: a storm she's walking storm. into. It's like a hurricane. Yes, a
0: hurricane of um, emotion and yeah. and and trauma. And trauma. Yeah. yeah, So it looks like his dad might have been... And a be, be use of per, 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 per person. Is that, is well, that, that what you know got? Well, we know that
1: from season, season two. Yeah. Uh, which I only remember clearly because I recently watched the end of season two with my, my uh, daughter, Charlotte. She's almost nine and she's been watching the show. Uh, we always watch it before. We had actually questioned, and I think I've talked about this on yeah. the show, whether or not she could... Handle the season because it's so yeah has violent. She see, see, see seen the yeah, season? I mean she eats the shit up. She I loves she gory, does. but should bloody. she? <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I was into this stuff. I yeah. was into Freddy Krueger and like The Exorcist, and like I always loved this kind of scary stuff. Yeah. So it's not surprising to me that she's like gung ho about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, at the end of season two, when Max is off with the kids um and they haven't he hasn't they haven't seen her in a while her his dad is like you know you got to go find your sister maxine and like billy's like i've got a date and he pushes him up against a wall and like and and is he he, yes you you can see that he's abusive like we get a little taste of that in season two that maybe the reason billy is the way that he is is not helped by his situation yeah yeah so this sequence is uh is uh, sort of a a dive into Billy's character and like who he is. And we see him as a child Mm -hmm. with his mother on what might be like his last happy day. Yeah. Because it seems like not too long after that, his mother who's, we see a scene of his dad like straight up just like punching her in the face. Like he is very like, they do not hold back on this. Yeah, His dad obviously was abusive to her. You can see Billy trying to protect his mother And in a thing that is hard for me to understand and I can't – I don't want to – I don't want to judge other people's choices because I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. Yeah. But I find it difficult to wrap my brain around leaving your child in that situation. Yeah. Like, obviously, maybe she could only get out by herself and was planning to come back for him and couldn't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you see a scene where he's on the phone with her saying, like, when are you coming back, mom? And Mm she's – She's not coming back for him. Mm -hmm. He spends the rest of his life growing up with this monster. Mm -hmm. And again, like, we only know what Billy knows. So Mm -hmm. maybe she tried to come back for him. Maybe she could only escape in the middle of the night or some other time where Billy was not there or she couldn't take him with her and her plan was to come back for him. We don't know. Yeah, But we do know that Billy, never. it seems like maybe he never sees her again after that. And it's really sad. Very sad. And we see a lot of scenes of her, his father abusing him and then him turning that abuse onto other kids. We yep. see him and Max meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the center of all that mm-hmm. is this place. Yeah. And I, ha- it, where the arm. Yeah. it's the steelworks place. And I have a lot more to say about the meaning of this and the way that it's set up, but I kind of want to reserve that to our discussion at the very end. Okay. Where but I, ha- I have a lot to say about conceptually what this scene means to me, Okay. or could mean. Anyway, anything else you want to say about this scene? Uh, no, I mean, pretty much
0: it just—it was—I—I v- I enjoyed it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do? You feel like it humanizes Billy in a way oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh
0: yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, what else could? Can be he be story.
1: humanized? I mean, we've seen him only as this. And he's scary. He's kind of. He was scary before. Yeah. Before you know. he got flayed. And yeah. if anything, we see him a, making more human choices. Yeah. Like we see him not like wrestling with it. Yeah. And not wanting to. And like, like Mike's mom almost was a victim. And he like, you know, pushes her away. Yeah. Hoping that he won't do anything to her. Mm-hmm. So we see him wrestling with that a little bit more. Yeah. But do you think that this was earned? This like, oh yeah, vulnerability I that think, we're giving th- him. I think I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I like that it. I think it was a good addition to hit the story of what he's going through. this Yeah, season. and I
0: think that all pe- pe- people who are aggressive or dark or have a, an element of that personality, their personality, like went through something.
1: Except for Donald Trump, because he's well, just—he's just dad a, is a. He's just Giant a dick. He's just a trash person. He is a trash person, but he came from a trash per- per- sure. person. Sure, but if if you were, if I were to walk through Donald Trump's memories, I don't think there's anything I could see that would redeem that would make him. me feel sympathy. That's true. Honestly, That's true.
0: no, I definitely feel sy- sy- sympathy for Billy. After
1: this, yeah, I agree. So, um, but it doesn't end there. So she, the whole point was her to go in and find out where the flayed are. She does. She reports back about, it's the, you know, steelworks. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, And we think that she's coming out of that experience. She takes the blindfold off and no one's there. Yeah. And I think this was the scene you were talking about earlier that you found to be really scary. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So she finds
0: him and
1: she finds him at the place, right? Well, she takes the blindfold off. She's calling for Mike and... She calling for Mike? Yeah, she's calling for Mike because she takes the blindfold off and no one's there.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. So go go back a little bit. So she's looking for him... He sees her, mm-hmm. and then she takes the blunt, blunt, blunt. So she's scared. She sees that he sees
1: her, and then she takes the oh No, it's. Uh, the, I think you're m- mixing it up with the first scene where she finds Billy and sees him in the um, the steelworks. He doesn't. Th- what happens? It, it's like you know when you like fall asleep and you're having a dream and you want to yeah. get out of that dream, yeah. And you wake up and you think you're awake, but you're not yeah. really awake. Yes, that's but what what, what
0: caused her to take take the blunt 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 and fall because off. she
1: says because she's she has the information she needs. She has what, the information what, she needs. What is
0: the the the? They the said, Elle, can you
1: get out of there?" And then she like goes back and. Okay, okay. Okay. She does the whole thing in reverse. Right. So he grabs, grabs her, her. He grabs her. Okay. Right. But the, and she takes the blindfold yes, off because thinks,
0: mission accomplished. Right. And so she thinks that she's back. You know, in the house with yeah. all her friends. They're all gone. Yeah. She's not. And then he walks in. Right. And he has this voice that's like a mo- a monster voice. Yeah. and It's like the Mind
1: Flayer speaking to for yeah. Billy.
0: And I wish we had like a transcript of like the script. Well, I can, I
1: can drop the audio okay, in there. I yeah. probably will. It's but, a
0: very scary, scary speech.
1: Well, one of the things he says, and I did write down a little bit, it, it, is that he says, you let us in, and now you're going to have to let us stay. Mm-hmm. So we'll drop the audio in there so you can get yeah. the whole thing. But basically what he tells her is – they're coming for her. That they built this. That he built this monster f- to destroy her. Mm-hmm. And that once she's gone, he's gonna kill all her friends, and he's gonna kill everyone in the town, in the whole world. He's gonna take over their world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's when she wakes up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is surrounded by all of her friends. So there's the
0: the bad guy revealing the bad guy plan. That was a, that was a great that was, was a great, a great scene. um scene yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, that's, and that's the end of, of episode six. Six? I thought, that's the end of episode six. In... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of episode six. Um, so we're nearing the end. So episode seven. seven, the bite. The bite. The bite. So this is when we get to, um, the big fight at the cabin with the monster. Right. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, now, once they once she's made conne- a connection with Billy, like, they know where she is. Yeah. And the monster is coming. Yeah. And they're boarding up the windows.
0: And doesn't it come from the fair? Like, do, is the fair in this, this episode at all?
1: Yes. The fair is in the episode, but first, well, so, this episode kind of starts with Mike. It's almost like, almost telling Eleven that he loves her, but then mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Because he just can't say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, we also get Robin and st- Robin and Steve have been sprung from the underground lab. Yeah. They've been hiding out in the movie theater. They escape. They're like roaming the mall all, mm-hmm. all on drugs, and then they get sick and throw up. And this is when we get Robin's confession to Steve. Yeah. Well, more like Steve confessing to Robin about his yeah. feelings. Like he thinks he's gonna be all suave. Yeah. And- Do you remember what I said about Click's class? About me being jealous and like obsessed. Yeah. It isn't because I had a crush on you. It's because she wouldn't stop staring at you.
0: Mrs. Click?
1: Tammy Thompson.
0: I wanted her to look at me.
1: But she couldn't pull her eyes away from you and your stupid hair i didn't understand because you would get bagel crumbs
0: all over the floor and you asked dumb questions and you were a douchebag and, and you didn't even like her and i would go home and just scream into my pillow yeah anyway
1: what did you think about this scene
0: i thought it was sweet yeah. i i enjoyed it it was of course like the Romantic in me wanted them to end up together, Mm -hmm. but it was it was actually nice and refreshing and and a change of how like I don't think I've seen this this store store story before where they set it up like this and Mm -hmm. then it turns out that one one of them is gay.
1: Yes, well, I think we've probably seen something like this before. Um, I think it more commonly happens with men and women Mm. men being the ones that are gay yes yes. uh but also like if it's a woman usually like she gets turned into not gay or some Mm. bullshit like that um i mean i feel like we probably have seen something like this before but what i liked about it is that um it makes sense in reverse but i wasn't totally expecting it like i didn't expect it but when you go back and look you're like oh okay sure yeah like she was never Trying to get with Steve, like yeah. Dustin was telling him that she was, and she is a cool girl. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of refreshing to have something less heteronormative on the show. Where basically, like, you think she's talking about Steve and how much she liked him, which I think the writing of it is a bit of a misdirect on purpose. Yeah. But really, you know, Steve's confessing his feelings to her, where he's like, "Hey, you're really cool," and she's basically like, "Ugh, yeah." Now I gotta, I gotta go through this landmine where yeah. she's like, you know. Uh, remember I told you that story about me sitting behind you and, like, what I hated about you the most was that this she kept looking at you. And so, really, what bothered her about Steve was that how much the girls liked him, even yeah. though he seemed like such a douche. Yeah. Got his fucking bagel crumbs everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I think it plays out really beautifully. Steve's a little slow to pick up at first. Yeah. But when he does, there's no, like, weirdness about no, it. he's not he's like, like, ew. He's like just from, Like, oh, for a okay. second, he's like, like, he takes the hit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, like, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And then this becomes this awesome friendship, which yeah. is what we've seen this whole time, is yeah. this friendship building between them. So I think that was yeah. really nicely written. Yeah,
0: I, I, I like that scene a lot.
1: I love the writing of it a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, And aren't they in two separate stalls? Like, I, I actually... Like how, like the their first like heart to heart, they're like back to back tied tied up on the ground, and then this one they're in two separate stalls. So both scenes they're not l- looking each other; in the eye. Right when he confesses,
1: but when he comes underneath because right. she doesn't reply to him right away, yeah. and he kind of crawls under the stall, and that's okay. when they have they have this face to face conversation, okay. yeah, yeah. which is shot really well too. Yeah. It's very shot very simply, but very yeah. nicely. Um. But yeah, so in the midst of all this, we get the big battle at the Mm -hmm. at the cabin where Eleven gets bitten. Yes. Yeah. On her leg. Yes. So the monster comes. She does a pretty good job of fucking the monster up, um, but it does grab her. And in a very tense scene, they're like grabbing her, pulling her, trying to keep her down. Nancy's like shooting at it. And um, Lucas grabs uh, an axe and chops it in half. Yeah. Or chops the, chops the arm the off. And the they, like, off. rip it out of her leg. Yeah. And so now Eleven is a, is not at full power, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of get in the car and drive off. Yeah. And Hopper's cabin is fucking destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Although not in real life. You know that cabin exists. It's in Powder oh, yeah. Springs. And they do escape rooms. And I actually... No? Are you serious? Yeah. I actually signed <gasps> so up scary. Chris for an escape room for his birthday. Oh um, I'm going to go and poke around, but probably not help solve the puzzle. Cause mm-hmm. I don't really care about that shit, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go and look at everything. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. I'll mm-hmm. let you guys not a know. Team play, play, player, I'll Nicole. let you guys know exactly wh- wh- how it goes down. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back and report back. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so 11 fucks up the monster, but doesn't destroy it. Yeah. Gets bitten, uh, drives off, Uh, meanwhile, uh, Alexi and Maury and Hopper and Joyce are all at the, they've now driven to the carnival. I can't Mm -hmm. remember why they stop at the carnival exactly. I think maybe they think the kids are at the carnival. Yes. They're looking for the kids. They're looking for the kids at the carnival. And, um, Alexi's having a good old time at the carnival. Mm -hmm. Um, is this when they have the fight in the car? I guess it must be. Where uh, Joyce and Hopper are fighting, and Mari is just basically like, "You, you guys, all, you guys need to fuck already." <laughs> Mari Bowman. Like it's so awkward. Relationship matchmaker extraordinaire. Yes. Um, that it is. Yeah, it's pretty funny actually. Although he makes some pretty good points. Where he's like, I mean, he's like Joyce, so maybe he reminds you of like a bad relationship, and we're like. Yeah, I mean, he's a little fucked up. Like, I kind of see that. Where Joyce is like, you know, I'm really more of a Bob, and I like Hopper and all, but he is a fucking mess. And I'm like, I kind of agree with Joyce. I'm still not sure if I feel like I he's want them to end even up together. He's more of a mess this season. He was like a... I mean, he's always been a mess. Do you remember he was like popping pills the first season? Yeah. Like, he's gotten a little better since he became a dad again. Yeah. But... But after
0: Eleven kind of like went away, like, he like started to beat up everyone. And, oh, he's, yeah. he <laughs> he's on a beat spree, is what he is. He's on a beat
1: spree. Yeah, so Murray is basically, like, telling them they should, like, confess their feelings for each other, which they obviously have, and I'm, and I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but I don't know. I mean, Hopper's a good guy, right? He has a good heart, but he does self-destructive things. True, true. I want Joyce to end up with somebody... Like Solid. Bob. I know. <laughs> Why can't Bob come back from the dead? <laughs> anyway, so they're at the carnival. Um, they get chased by the Terminator through the funhouse. Alexei gets shot at the carnival. Yes. Which was very sad. By a Russian, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Ru- uh, The Terminator, I think, just walks right past him and shoots him like, point blank is it the ter- With a ter- silent ter- i think ter- so ter- he just walks past him alexi's got his slurpee in one hand and a stuffed animal he's one in the other yeah. and he's just like having the time of his life yeah. and murray's like looking at him across the way and sees it all happen and it was very sad alex i mean we all knew no. alexi wasn't gonna make it till the end of the season did we i thought so. i didn't oh i i thought I didn't, I didn't think i thought they were he was gonna get killed at some point but a lot more death. and Well, before, no, people do get killed in other seasons. Before he died, he gave them a code, didn't he? Well, he gave them the whole thing of, like, yeah. how to turn off the machine. So basically, like, they need to get these keys. There's two keys. So you need It's a two-man job. You need two people. The keys are locked in the safe. The safe's combination is this, like, planter's equation or something. It's, like, some very specific math equation. Yeah. And he gave them a map of how to get through there. And so they know how to do it uh, and – conveniently have everything written down on a bunch of pieces of paper. So once Alexi dies, we narratively, we don't need him anymore. Mm. But we will miss him and his love of Slurpees. Okay. How do we get back to the mall? I remember. Okay. So they go to the drugstore to get 11 some medical supplies because her leg is fucked up. Yeah. Like, she needs, like, a gallon of Neosporin. Just, like, hose that thing down with Neosporin. It is yeah. not looking good. Like, it is festering, like, right away. Yeah. So while they're there, I think this is when Mike is, like, trying to talk to her about how he loves her. and But he never says it. And he's like, you know, it, how it makes you crazy? And she's like, what? And he's like, well, you know, like, old people say it to each other. And she's like, <laughs> old people? <laughs> um, Mike, come on, bro. Right. I think she does... Go looking for, oh, you know what? Okay. I think what happens, well, my uh, um Dustin calls them in on the uh, walkie-talkie while they're there. Yeah. And that's kind of interrupts this conversation, and that's how they end up going to the mall. I, I wonder if a lot, I can't remember, again, like I was kind of fast-forwarding through this episode, so I don't remember if they got his location from the walkie-talkie. I know Eleven, like, does go looking for someone at some point while they're in the store because they she's, like, sitting in front of that case of waffles. So I don't know if she went in to go look for them. I think she went in to look for them and found out that they were at the mall. And that's why they go to the mall. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lucas, Max, and Will stumble across a whole aisle of fireworks and decide to load up on fireworks. Yes, just in case. Just in case Eleven can't vanquish the monster, which yeah. uh, is very smart. As it turns out, that's going to come in handy. Yeah. Um, and so they all head over to the mall to meet back up with Scoops Troop. Yes. Once, so while they're while they're there, so they're like hiding from the Russians, the Scoops Troop. Mm-hmm. Um, they find a good hiding place. It looks like they're like they're like hiding in the world's greatest cookie food court area. Do you the remember world's, world's greatest C- cookie? Yes. Oh God, <laughs> it was. Do they knew still your- exist? I think so. You mm-hmm. knew your parents loved you if you got a world's greatest cookie I for your want a birthday. Cookie. I do too. Sarah, if <laughs> I could have. Oh, damn. I was going to say, if I could have one thing for my 40th birthday, it would be a world's greatest cookie cake. <laughs> I'm
0: going to write that down.
1: <laughs> um, so, are you literally writing it down right now? <laughs> I never got one for my birthday, and I always wanted it. I want a world's greatest cookie cake for my – I don't even know if they exist anymore. You may not be able to get them, honestly. But if you could, that's what I would want.
0: And, and, and Sparkles, right?
1: Sparkles, yes. I want to have a – basically I want to have a 10-year-old's birthday party. I want to go to Sparkles Roller Rank, and I want a world's greatest cookie cake. Got it. And that's what I want for my 40th. What birthday. about a
0: four-tier world? World's greatest cookie
1: cake. And, <laughs> don't get me. Don't get me. Don't get my hopes up. I'm sorry. That sounds so fucking cool. Okay, I'm taking a sip of my golden potion. Round two of golden potion. Ah, gotta wet that whistle. <laughs> you did not like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, they. Uh, Scoops troop is hiding out at the mall. The evil Russians are about to just blow the shit out of world's greatest cookie which would be epically sad for all of us for a number yep. of reasons then suddenly do you do they still do this I don't know but when I was a kid there were always fucking cars in the mall like they'd have like a display yes. of like a new mod- do they I still s- do that I think in Phipps Jesus Christ so they had this car in the mall and Eleven picks up the car and throws it at the bad guys yes and just annihilates them yep yeah. And now the team is reunited, right? Yes. Everybody's excited. They're talking. And then Eleven suddenly becomes, like, very ill and collapses. And that is the end of episode seven. Oh, no. (laughs) Are you worried about how things are going to turn out? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. We just watched episode I know, eight I know, together. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is the episode that you and I sort. Of, well, we didn't rewatch the whole thing, but yeah, you and no. I rewatched the end together. I was yeah. rewatching most of it, and then you showed up at the end, and we sort of rewatched the end. Okay, here we go. The Battle of Starcourt. It's fucking happening. It is mullets, jorts. They're all there. They're all there. Well, the jorts aren't there yet, but the mullet. The mullet. <laughs> they're all converging. There. Yes. Okay. Episode eight starts out with Elevens like just f- getting grosser and grosser, yeah. and there's like obviously some kind of fucking worm thing stuck in there. So this is where the body horror comes yeah. in. Yeah, Jonathan goes to like the fucking Panda Express or something, and he gets like a a, a Ginsu knife and some chopsticks. <laughs> and like he's about to perform the dirtiest surgery imaginable um fortunately he at least have gloves on, he at least has has gloves on but he rips open her fucking leg with that ginsu knife reaches inside like up to his fucking knuckles and is just like just scooping around in there. I'm like, good <laughs> oh lord. God. Like, she's going to have muscle tissue
0: damage. Beyond, Like, I
1: hope she has healing powers as well. Because I can't imagine how she could fucking walk after this. Oh He's god. just like tootling around in there. Who, who is this again? Mike? Uh, no, my god, no.
0: Jonathan. 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 Jonathan.
1: Look, <laughs> we might make fun of his bowl haircut that he has. And he might be a little bit weird. But Jonathan, when you need something done, Jonathan is your guy. Yes. Jonathan will reach inside of your fucking leg
0: <laughs> if you need him to. He will. He didn't look pleased about it, though. Immediately
1: figure out what's wrong with your car. He knows that the fucking ignition cable is gone. Jonathan is your guy to get shit done. Indeed. But he can't get that worm thing out of her leg. So she's like, out of my way, everyone. Let me do this my she damn self. She's its. <laughs> She <laughs> telekinetically reaches inside of her leg and pulls out this piece of the, of the mind flare. That's So what do you think the plan Orf. was with this the thing? Plan. Was it going to grow until it overtook her? Like, what was the plan?
0: Probably. You think? Or do you think, I think that that feel that there like was it's unclear no plan? Do you think that it just bit her because it wanted to kill her, but it, it didn't mean to leave a part in her? I think it definitely her.
1: embedded itself in her leg on perp- like, I think it wanted her, but it also embedded itself in her leg, clearly. Yeah, that's true. So, do you think it would have kept growing until it had, like, kind of turned her into the flayed? Maybe. Because it seemed like she was having some physical symptoms, yeah. you
0: know? Or maybe it would have just grown inside of her and, and explode, 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 exploded out of her somehow. Gross! I know, I know, I know.
1: Um, if it, I didn't like that character as much as I do, it would have been kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't want Eleven to blow up. No. Sure, certainly. Maybe the mayor. Oh yeah, I could stand to see him blow up. Yes. Um. So she gets the worm out. She throws it on the ground, and then who stomps on it? Billy Hopper. 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 So now the gang is back together. Jorts are here. Uh, uh, Hopper's got his fucking uh, Magnum Pi shirt on. Everybody's back together. Yes. This is when they come up with the plan. (laughs) R- <laughs> refresh me. I, sh- I should have rewatched these episodes too. Damn it. Um, Their plan is to go into commie Disney Disneyland as, uh, as Erica calls it. They're good. They've got these plans. They've got drawn up from Alexi's yeah. memory or whatever. Uh, their plan is to go in. Uh, I think Murray is supposed to go in and create a distraction. Yes. He's supposed to pull some wires, cause mm-hmm. some mayhem and then Joyce and Hopper are supposed to each because it's a two man job, take a key, turn the key. I think at this point Hopper's planning to go in and by himself, mm-hmm. but Joyce is like tags along. Yeah. But also, you literally need two people. Yeah. To turn the keys, they're yeah. so far apart from each other. Yeah. So they're going to go in and turn the keys, right? Um, they were planning to do all of this themselves, but basically, like Eric and and Dustin were like. You're gonna fucking die if you do yeah. that. Like you need you don't know where you're going. Like Dustin's like, you can get here through the storage facility, but you need to know how to get through. Yeah. We'll go in and show you, which is the worst idea ever. And was the worst idea ever when they did it the first time, which is why it makes me laugh so hard when Hopper is basically like, Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck that plan. Um, so what they end up doing is this is where Dustin's tower comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Dustin has this tower that he built to yes. talk to Susie. Yes. I love this part so much. We'll get there. Much. And okay. I, it's funny. I think you predicted that I this would happen. You said it multiple times yes. on the last show. Um, so they use the, they're use they going to use the tower to communicate in the underground so that Dustin and Erica can guide them through the tunnels. They're going to get the key out using the special code, yeah. uh, the planter's equation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not a math person. Yeah. But it's some kind of math equation. It's not pie. Yeah. But planters makes me think of peanuts, and Mm -hmm. pie makes me think of pie. I'm feeling a little hungry. Peanut pie. Peanut pie. Peanut Peanut butter pie. Something like that. that. It's a peanut butter pie equation. Don't talk about fucking sweets, Nicole. Experiment. So um, that's what they're going to do. Scoop's troop is going to drive Dustin and Erica to the tower so they can guide him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griswold family is going to get in their wagon and drive back to Mor- Maury's house. Mm-hmm. He has a very complicated set of keys which he hands them <laughs> for all of his many locks and they're going to lock themselves away. Eleven wants to fight uh, but she has not been able to use her powers yeah. since extracting that bug from her lick. Mm, bug. So we're not really sure what's going on but Eleven cannot at this moment use she can't her powers. Fight. Yeah. No. She can fight. Just not using her powers, okay? As we'll we'll discover later, yeah. she finds a different way to fight the monster. Mm-hmm. Um. So Steve and the Scoops Drew pop into Todd Father, <laughs> or as Steve calls, or Steve's your daddy now, as was Steve <laughs> says. <laughs> he pops <laughs> into Todd Father. Um. Everyone says goodbye. Um. Joyce gives Will a very long hug, which was very sweet because yeah. he's like, uh, Mom. Mm-hmm. And Hopper and Elle have a sweet, sweet, sweet moment, which I feel like I didn't fully appreciate at the time because yeah. I didn't know what you was going to happen. what was going to happen, yeah. But it was very beautiful where he's, yeah. she's like, I can fight, and he's like, you can fight better than the rest of us, but I need you to be safe right now. Yeah. I'm getting a little verklempt just talking <laughs> about it. And they all head off. Yep. Uh, this is at the point where you were watching it with me, right? No. No, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. Is this when their car like has? They go outside. Issues? Yes. Yeah. So Griswold family gets in the station wagon to head back to Maury's house, and who is out in the parking lot? Billy. Billy in a car. Yeah, in his, in his, Mustang. Pussy wagon. Pussy. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> pussy wagon. He's in the Camaro. Yes. And he is waiting for them. And he tur- turns on his lights. Well, they can't get the car started. Yeah. And Jonathan pops the hood and he's... And Billy has removed the ignition cable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything
0: about... But that, that
1: sounds like... That means you can't it, start the car, I guess. Y- I, I'm ignition. assuming. Yeah. yeah. The ignition cable. It yeah. won't catch. It won't ignite. It won't cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So Billy revs up the car. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously his job is to keep them at the mall. hmm And Nancy gets out with a fucking shotgun and she's not having it. She starts firing shots at Billy's car. He is driving full speed ahead at the station wagon. hmm We're not sure. Well, here, okay. I think we skipped something in that... I know I'm reorientated now. So what happens is uh, Steve and Robin drop off Dustin and they get in the car to leave. The Mm Griswold family gets in the car to leave. And um, I'm trying to remember why Steve and Robin leave. I feel like they can't like they're calling to them on the intercom maybe and they can't get in touch with them. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I can't remember exactly how this happens, but Steve and Robin get back into Todd Father to drive back to the mall to go pick up everybody else because they can't get the car started. Billy is driving the car full steam ahead at the yeah. wagon. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Nancy is very bravely standing there. There's no way they're going to get out of Billy's way at this point. Yeah. And then. Steve comes in with the go- uh, comes in with the Todd father and just like t-bones Billy's car. Yeah, and in in the Han Solo moment mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, where Billy just swoops in and knocks, or, or uh, Steve mm-hmm. just swoops in and knocks Billy out of the way, and then they all run inside back inside the mall. Yeah, because they're stuck. Yeah, they can't. Well, they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, there's no way to get the car. Um started yeah uh once they get back inside they realize that there is that other car that l already flipped Mm -hmm. um and although they can't get that car up and running if they can get inside the hood which the car is kind of like flipped over on its Mm -hmm. back or whatever um if they can get it flipped back over so they can get under the hood they can just take the ignition cable and put it in the station wagon Mm -hmm. and they'll be able to get away yeah again i don't know how cars work sounds right to me (laughs) right They all take the same ignition cable, don't they? Right, yeah. Sure. One size fits all. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Hopper and – so Murray is now – Bald Eagle is now in the – you know, in his – they're all – they've all taken uniforms off of some Russian officers. They are – they fit perfectly. Even Joyce. uh, Joyce Joyce is is a little baggy.
0: Joyce is a little baggy. A little. And Hopper – like there is some, I mean Hopper is huge, so I don't know how well, to you know, to find. I
1: seem to remember those Russian guards looking similar in height, maybe. Okay. So movie, I guess, movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> um so they are underground. Maury is in the uh talking to Dustin. Um he's headed to the room where he can, you know, create a distraction. Joyce and Hopper are waiting uh by the key thingy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joyce and Hopper decide to make a date. And Joyce initiates a date. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we leave them in that moment. Yeah. Having said that once they're out of here, if they make it live out of this, yeah. they're going to celebrate by going out on a date. Yeah. But not out too late because Eleven likes to watch Miami Vice on Friday oh, nights. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Maury... Gets down there. He rips some cables out. All the Russian guards go to find out what's going on. Uh, Hopper and Joyce are able to get into the key room and um, get and, and open the safe. But when they yeah. get there, Terminator, the no. code doesn't work. Oh, the right, code doesn't work. And now Murray didn't know Planters equation. Or Pie, pie but Peanut appar- Pie's equation. But wasn't
0: there apparently, like, an alternate equi- equi- equation? Like, it wasn't that he didn't know it. Was there He some said kind he of like- maybe got
1: the number wrong. Okay, okay. So, you know who does know Peanut Pie's equation?
0: Susie.
1: So, on the, if you've been listening to these episodes, you might know that Sarah on the last couple episodes made a prediction. And that prediction was... That Susie would swoop in at the last minute and save the day, and that's what she does.
0: And they they milk that shit like they have they have <laughs> her and Dustin sing this the song from uh, the what is that a a eight, the never ending story the never ending
1: story yeah. <laughs> cracked me up so much. I mean, they it's not even like a few bars; <laughs> like they sing the, the whole song. fucking song. <laughs> and I and the cutaways to everybody else because yes. everyone can hear them over the radio. <laughs> and basically, like he's like, Susie, do you know Planter, like, you know Planter's equation? And she's like, Of course I do, but first you have to do something for me. And he's like,
0: No, Susie, not now.
1: <laughs> uh, and so they're singing the song together, and they're cutting away to everybody they have great else vo- who's vo- just vo- like, voices. Yeah. So at this point, um, okay, I think I skipped a couple of parts because I think the monster had already entered the mall. This is how I yeah. got confused because the monster, mon- they can't get in, so they can't start the car. They, Billy is the outside so they have to go back inside the monster comes the monster takes their walkie that's how like Dustin can't get through to them because the monster takes their walkie and like smashes it mm-hmm. that's so they're already in the mall with the monster but they've got the um they've got the ignition cable and so if they can yeah. get back outside yeah they can they can get in the car and drive off um 11 Mike. And Max get split from the rest of the group and hide out in the gap. Yeah, and the monster comes from them, but for them, but then is distracted. Lucas distracts it with his um, slingshot. So yeah, it, getting that working that slingshot back yeah. in, even though he's getting a little older. It's yeah. nice to see the slingshot made another appearance. Yeah, although he does use the slingshot on Billy, I think in the sauna test as well. Yeah, um, proving that those things are really not toys. No, and should never not. be given to children. No. <laughs> Can you imagine the kind of damage Elliot would do with one of those things? I don't want to imagine. It's not. It's ungodly. Yeah, no. Um, So it's the second time when they go outside that uh, Steve appears and T-bones the car. Yeah. Uh, At that point, they're able to restart the wagon. Billy and Robin get in the back of the wagon. They're driving away. So at first I was like, are they just going to leave their friends there? But I think it seems like what they're doing is they're trying to lead the monster away from the mall. Yeah. Which they do. So uh, the reason I remember this is because we're cutting away to everybody. Well, the, I think this is when you showed up to my house today. It was when, at, right during the Never Ending Story song. Mm-mm. It was. I feel like that's what I was watching when you showed up. Well, it, it, it must have passed by,
0: by the time I got in the room. Okay. Because
1: Well, anyway, yeah. uh, after they sing the Never Ending Story, she gives uh, Dustin the equation. Yeah. Uh, Hopper hears it and types it in, and they mm-hmm. get the keys, and they go yeah. to shut off the machine. Yeah. Right? Um although the machine's already damaged at this yeah. point. Like it's uh, it's still working, like it's still trying to open the gate. You can see that the gate is starting to yeah. reopen. Yeah. Um and they need to shut the gate so that because the bec- uh it's it's activated the monster. Yeah. Because the monster the monster is activated because they've opened the gate. Yeah. Like the monster remains dormant, so they have to kill the monster and close the gate. Basically yeah. is the deal. All right. So at this point, 11, Mike and and Max are still stuck inside the mall, but everybody else has left. They're leading the monster away, but Billy is still there, right? Yeah. Um Billy finds 11, Mike and Max knocks everybody out and carries 11 back into the atrium at the mall. Yeah. The monster realizes because of Billy that 11 is still at the mall Mm -hmm. and then stops following the wagon. Yeah. And and wet stomps its way back to the mall. Yeah. So now we're under a time crunch. Billy has 11. Billy's got her laid out ready for the monster to take her and suck her face, I guess. I assume that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because if the monster gets eleven, I don't know why I think this, but I feel like once it has eleven, it would be just unstoppable at that yeah. point. Yeah. Or maybe just having her would it would there would be no one else to stand in her way. I mean? Yeah. Its way possibly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't know that her powers are not working at this point. I yeah, don't no. think. and we don't know why they're work not working either. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be an explanation for it. Yeah. No. Just that she got bitten. Right, but yeah. we. Yeah, I'm not. I just I feel like it's unclear. Yeah. Any guesses on why her powers aren't working? I mean, I think it's one of those
0: things that just like you just have to accept. Okay. And not really. Think I don't like those th- think things. Think about too hard. I know.
1: I mean, it seems to have something to do with the creature, but we yeah. don't really know. But yeah. it's. It can I? I understand that their reasoning was they didn't want her to have like just another. Another scene where Eleven vanquishes the yeah, monster. Like, that's exactly. why they did it. But yeah. so anyway, um, it's not looking good. Um, basically, if they close the gate, we think the monster is going to die. But the complicating factor is that while Joyce and Hopper have made it to the machine with the keys, guess who shows up? Terminator. The fucking Terminator. And he's is terminating their, sh- their asses. Yeah. So Terminator and Hopper are fighting. Joyce gets thrown unceremoniously into a console and knocked mm-hmm. out. And so that whole thing is going on. So they're not able to turn off the machine right away. The monster makes its way back to the mall. It's like ready to get Eleven. It's like ready to get her. Yeah. And uh, Griswold family and Scoop's troop show back up and start tossing those fireworks yeah. that Lucas collected at the monster, and that's kind of temporarily keeping yeah. it at bay.
0: It's just distressed, distracting it. It's not actually hurt, hurting it. It doesn't look like it.
1: Well, we see Billy kind of crouching in pain. Like, yeah. it's it's hurting it a little bit. Like, yeah. it's definitely, like, hurting it a little bit. And it hurts it enough that Billy gets distracted and Eleven tries to escape, yeah. but then he just, like, pulls her back. Yeah, And he's, yeah. like, standing over her, waiting for the monster to... Take her,
0: yeah. And then she looks deeply into his eyes and recalls to him the the memory she saw of his mm-hmm. mom and his ch- ch- childhood, and connects with him. It's really beautiful. Yeah, Nicole was cry, 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 crying when we watched that. Well,
1: I just I think I'm really sad about the idea of this little boy because we all start out, you know. As these for the most part I mean I feel like we all kind of start out as these like innocent undamaged people and then things happen to us that create Mm -hmm. damage in our lives and for this boy to go through all these things and then to not like he he never had that closure with his mother like he Mm -hmm. lost his mother left him for whatever reason whether it was out of her control or what. She's gone, and yeah. all he has left of her is this memory, mm-hmm. and that makes me really, as a mother, that makes yeah. me really sad. Yeah, that she wasn't there uh, to take care of him when he needed her. Yeah, and he was left with this monstrous dad that turned him into kind of a monstrous person, also yeah. that led him to the path where he is right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she recounts the um, the memory to him. Uh, which I think is really beautiful, where mm-hmm. she says that, I mean, yes, she talks about the uh, everything she saw, the seagulls, the beach, um, seven feet waves, the 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 dress with the blue and red flower on it. And you, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. And you were happy. Mm-hmm. And you can see the the sort of those black veins that symbolize mm-hmm. the monster like sort of receding from his face and you yeah. see Billy,
0: coming back. And he's looking into her eyes and you can see the change. Mm -hmm. You can see his like how he then is like, okay, now I know what I have to do.
1: Yes. And here's where I want to bring it back around to that scene where she's going through his memories. Mm -hmm. I feel like at some point they have to give us some information about what the upside down is. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if this is part of the road to talking about that, or I guess what I'm feeling after watching the season is that it seems to me that the 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 flay, the monster mm-hmm. and the upside down is it seems to be like a collection. It's like a it's like a manifestation of the shared trauma mm-hmm. of the town, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that the monster that we're fighting is this share is this trauma. These tra- this trauma that we have because. And on the beach, there she is with this perfect, beautiful memory. And the deeper and deeper and deeper she gets into his trauma, the closer, the closer she gets, gets to the, the center down. of the, the storm, Yeah, right? Which is the upside down. We see the pieces, Yeah, those little pieces of yeah. whatever that are kind of existing in the atmosphere there. So do you think that's, is that what the upside down is? Is that what the monster is? Yeah, kind of like how
0: a horcrux is a piece of, someone's soul that gets split mm-hmm. like the upside down maybe was split from the real world by pain and tra- tra- trauma and mm-hmm. and hurt
1: yeah yeah definitely i love that description i love that idea that it's like a horcrux it does mm-hmm. feel like that yeah and so eleven's 11's way of curing Billy of this monster although frankly his insides are all just like Ajax and Freon at this point <laughs> um, her way of curing him of the monster is to remind him of his humanity yeah. and remind him of this thing th- this happiness that he once had mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's really I think that's really beautiful yeah and it's enough to get him to get up and protect her mm-hmm. and like he the- basically sacrifices himself for her he does and Max, and Max and Mike are – at this point, they're – and they witness the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, everyone does, but I, Max, of course, is particularly yeah uh, upset by – I mean, and you've seen little bits of her being concerned about Billy this whole time. Even yeah. though he's been taken by the monster, she doesn't want anything to happen to him. Yeah. You can see that she cares about what happens to him. So, meanwhile – so, but that's only going to last for so long. I mean, the monsters is just stabbing Billy with its like tentacles or whatever, yeah. and he's holding it off as best he can. Uh, Dustin is screaming to like turn the turn it off, turn off the machine, blow, turn it off now. And um, in the time that this has gone down, Hopper is like fighting with the Terminator, and he throws him into the machine, but it causes like a. Uh, a short in the machine that creates a electric barrier between him and the exit. So he's not able to escape. And joy, Joyce makes her way to the keys and she's got like one belt wrapped around one Mm -hmm. key. And uh, I like a fucking badass Mm -hmm. and her hand on, on one other key. And she looks up at Hopper
0: Oh God! The and scene. the look he gives her, is, like they did something with the, his eyes. Like I, they I think made it's it, just tear. I think it's emotion in his eyes. I'm just I'm just saying there was some enhancement you going seen on those there. That tear, was tear enhancement. No, they were real tears, and, and just his like real a glint in his just eyes? just like a the way it was lit, and the, they yeah. must have added something, but it was like very like just his smile. Just like go ahead, kill me. Well, it was like
1: this relief. Like she knows yeah. that if she turns off that machine, he's gonna blow up, and yeah. we know that too because we saw it happen in the very first scene. The very, in the very first first scene. scene in CC C- season three. Sure. Although that machine was intact, and this one is busted. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we don't actually know, but that's what we believe will happen. Yeah. And. She turns the key. She looks away because she doesn't want to see what's going to happen to him. But before she does, like they share this moment mm-hmm. where she looks at him and he he lets her know that it's okay. Yeah, you can go ahead.
0: And then they cut to black, and we don't know what what ha- 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 happens.
1: Yeah, I, let's put a pin in that because okay. I want to circle back to what we yeah. think happened. But at that point, like Murray, Murray, and um and Joyce, you know, once like they, she looks, he's gone. She believes he's dead. We all believe he's dead. But. But is he? There's no goop. There's no goop. And until I see the goop, trademark, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) I don't believe he's dead. Yes. I need to see some body parts or some shit.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just realized Gwyneth Paltrow, GP, goop.
1: Maybe that's it.
0: I'm sorry. Let's stop talking about goop.
1: (laughs) Um. So, long story short, they vanquish the monster. Yes. Uh, everyone re- is reunited. It collapses, it collapses into a pile Billy of- Billy is fully dead. Fully. Well,
0: he's like- He's he almost gir- dead. He, he, gir- he, he gurgles, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. It's so Max.
1: sorry, Max. Uh, uh, Ma- it's so sad. Max, like, runs up to him, and she's, like, crying over him and is trying to c- comfort yeah. him. And he says, i so-, oh, his last words are, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But just, like, that, like, rips my heart out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss that mullet. I know. I'm just going to miss that, that mullet. That cute mullet. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> Nicole is seriously having a moment right I, now. I have tears <laughs> in my eyes. Oh. Uh, that RIP mullet. You will be missed. Jorts will never oh, replace you. Oh, my God. Um. So everybody kind of, you know, at the end uh, – the cavalry comes. Paul Reiser shows up. He gives a very stern look at that crack in the wall. Stern as fuck. <laughs> that is like
0: that is like the ultimate shot of the entire C season. Is just him like just Paul looking. Paul Reiser
1: just. I I have my eye on you, fucking crack. You crack you in the crack. wall. It is a mixture of horror and sternness. Yes. Um. So uh, the cavalry arrives. Um. Joyce and Maury are rescued. The Russians are gone. We have no idea where they are. Yeah. Um, and uh Joyce and Will reunite, mm-hmm. and then Eleven is like wandering around looking. Somebody get that girl a blanket. Yeah. Like Eleven walks out, she's looking for Hopper, her and, and then Joyce then lock Joyce, eyes. Yeah, she just knows. Oh. Uh, it's like that scene in The Force Awakens when uh when Ray steps off the ship and, and her and Leia share a moment mm-hmm. after Han Solo's died? <sighs> oh! <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm, a, I'm in a glass case of emotion right now. Uh, so then we get an epilogue three months later. Yes. Uh, Joyce and company are leaving. Hawkins. Joyce,
0: 11, and... Um... And Will And Jonathan. And Jonathan.
1: Which Jonathan's an adult. He's an adult. So I'm he can not do really what, sure can do the fuck he wants. But maybe he needs to take care of his mom. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, he's leaving town too, because he's saying goodbye yeah. to Nancy. Maybe they're all like, fuck this town. They I don't wanna all leave. I don't wanna live inside of Satan's asshole should anymore. Shouldn't they all leave? Didn't we discuss this last time? I like, that whole town needs to be should shut down. Joyce leave or should she stay? Everyone or should, they should all leave. leave. They Let's should all that town needs to be but, boarded the fuck up.
0: If the Upside Down is just a rip in there who they are, couldn't the Upside Down follow them? Well, I'm sure it will. Wherever they go.
1: I assume it will. Yeah. What if the Upside Down is, like, everywhere? It's I'm not sure just it is. Town. There's just, like, a portal to it in that town, I think. Because they were trying to open the gate in Russia, and they were or not may- successful. Or, may- or maybe there there's a portal
0: everywhere, and it just ha- happens that this show takes place in this town.
1: If there was a port on Atlanta to the Upside Down, where do you think it would be? Underground Atlanta. I was going to say um, the Claremont Lounge, probably. Hmm. That's where I would think. Hmm. Probably in one of the bathroom stalls at the Claremont Lounge. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Okay, so at Blog, um, they're all leaving. They're packing. It's sad. We're all crying at this point. Um, I think the big showpiece here. Uh, now, uh, Eleven does tell Mike that she loves him because he still can't say it. And he looks dumbfounded. F- f- it's like, bro, you brought this up. Yeah, come on. Um, Joyce finds Hopper's note in his pocket that he's been mm-hmm. carrying around this whole time the, of the speech that he was supposed to give to Mike and Eleven about mm-hmm. feelings. <laughs> and again, maybe we'll drop the audio in there because I didn't write it all down, but yeah. we'll, maybe we'll pop in some audio right here so you can hear the speech and we can all cry together.
0: Feelings. (laughs) Jesus. The truth is for so long I'd forgotten what those even were. I've been stuck in one place. In a cave, you might say. A deep, dark cave. And then I left some egos out in the woods and you came into my life and For the first time in a long time, I started to feel things again. I started to feel happy.
1: But the long and short of it is that he's got all this stuff that he got from Joyce as well as he talks... I mean, it's really beautiful. Yeah. The way he talks about feelings and how when you have feelings, it means you're going to get hurt, but that's good. It's Mm -hmm. good when you... If you get hurt, it's good because it means that you're not hiding, Mm -hmm. that you're getting out there and you're living life and you're making relationships. Yeah. And that he was afraid of losing her because she was getting older. And that's what really scared him about her and Mike being together.
0: Which we all knew, but it was so nice to
1: hear the little speech. Sure. Um, Well, I think it was just meant to really just stab you in the heart Mm -hmm. further. Yeah. Because we all think Hopper's dead maybe at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last thing he says is, please, for the sake of your dear old dad, leave the door open three inches. Mm -hmm. And then they all ride off into the sunset while Peter Gabriel plays. (laughs) I mean, literally, that's what yeah. yeah. And then we get that post-credit sequence.
0: Post-credits. Where they are in Russia, right? Mm -hmm. And they walk past a cell. A guy tries to open it. And and another guy goes, no, not the American. Mm -hmm. And they go into the next stall. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Sorry, and go to, to go to a guy. They grab they some g- other Porsche. Grab, grab him. Put him in a, a different place, and then they o- open a gate and a little. I'm sorry, a big. It's a fully grown, fully grown. What are those called call again? Demogorgon. Demogorgon crawls out, stands up, and then explodes its
1: pom a pomegranate face face onto to the guy yeah and so we can assume that he's dead Mm -hmm. but yeah so we know that the russians have a demogorgon so they've perhaps found a way to open up the gate Mm -hmm. in russia maybe Mm -hmm. they're up to their old tricks and also they have an american Mm -hmm. and so this sparks a lot of discussion
0: so could the machine have transported hopper to the
1: upside down or that so that's my question um where do you think hopper is because we don't cell? think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. Yeah, I don't think anyone no. thinks he's dead. No. You think he's in the cell? He must be, if they're saying. Sure. I definitely think yeah. that's a likely possibility. Um, he could have been s- transported into the Upside Down uh, or transported to the other side of that gate, maybe, that yeah. was being opened up in yeah. Russia. He could have simply walked or been thrown off or ran down that staircase yeah, underneath right. the machine yeah. and been captured by the Russians. Uh-huh. He might've gone, been transported to the upside down and
0: then the Russians found him there and brought him back just like they brought the, the, the Demogorgon Gorg- back or something. Yeah. Like that.
1: I think that's likely. Now here's some other theories. Okay. Some people think that the American might be Matthew Modine's character, the scientist mm, from season one. Okay. Which I think would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, other people think that they might be introducing the element of time travel into season four. Mm. Which would make sense given all the back to the future references. Yeah. In this season. Ooh. And so maybe Hopper could have been transported into the upside down. Maybe they need to go back maybe the maybe uh the the gang need what well, might need to go back into the upside down to get him. Yeah. Which means Eleven would have to get her powers back and open the gate. Yeah. Uh, and, or maybe he was transported in time back a year ago to when the Russians were opening the gate in the first place. Okay. Yes. Which means Hopper would maybe in effect be in our timeline in season two and might have to meddle with some of the events of season two to change the course of everyone's lives. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying, if you you're going with the back. The show. To the, well, I'm just saying if you want to go with the Back to the Future theory, that's what yeah. they do in Back to the Future. Yeah, they go back in the past to fix the present. Yes, but you can't fuck with it too much, or you're going to disappear out of the photograph. Yeah. So, uh, given that the story ends with Joyce and everyone leaving town and everyone being split up, it's not exactly what we want. So maybe Hopper coming in and manipulating the events of the second season would lead to something different. Yeah. Maybe Billy could be saved. Although I don't think so. We can't fix everything because then yeah. uh, then life then the life and death has no stakes. Yeah. Yeah. It might mi- mean he would run into Alexi again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, there's all kinds of possibilities there. Um I do like the idea of there being some kind of time trouble or upside down involved and I feel like to me it's more interesting than him just getting nabbed by the Russians yeah. and being held in a cell. That's how yeah. I feel. You
0: should call it in just to make sure they do ta, ta, ta. I'll just send travel. them a letter and be
1: like, hey, I know you guys are working on season four. I've got some ideas for you. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like there, if there's, if, what I also like is that there might be a clue in that letter that he gets from her, like not an intentional clue, but what he says in the letter is leave the door open three inches. Mm-hmm. And that's what 11 has been doing, is closing mm-hmm. the gate and opening the gate so what if she needs to open the gate to save him and to get Mm -hmm. him out? Nice. Anyway, I just think that would be interesting. Yeah. And I'm not saying he knew that when he was writing the letter. Yeah, I'm just saying that could be a clue as to what she needs to do to save him. Yeah. Obviously, the reason she doesn't have her powers right now is because if she did, she could just fucking find Hopper and she would know that he's still alive. So we have to have her lose her powers. But to have her regain her powers and find a way to use them – would in a way that would be able to save Hopper would be an interesting story development in season 4 I think. Yeah. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Yeah. So I, I like them. Any
0: final thoughts about season 3? I liked this one the best, no matter what what
1: what anyone said. Do you have any other dissenting opinions to throw at me because I'm just ready to fucking deflect that um, shit? Um.
0: I mean, I'm sure there were some more, but I th- I gave you the the hi- the highlights. Okay. Yeah, the main so it's really just like they don't like joy, don't like joy.
1: <coughs> and was <coughs> the other one? Well, it was the
0: suspension of disbelief issues. But ah. but 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 my argument to that is, if you can't suspend your disbelief, you're going to be disappointed by everything. Like That's literally, true. Everything, everything has everything.
1: Yeah, everything has holes. Uh, my final thoughts on the season are: I fucking loved it. Um, I enjoyed it just as much watching it again. Um, like I said, the only thing that really was kind of like eh, for me was the Terminator yes. aspect. Like, yes. it
0: was a little too on the nose. <laughs> yes, yes, that was my <clears throat> my least fave, fave, favorite part.
1: But I'm also not obsessed with the Terminator. Maybe other people would really like that. I don't know. But in a realm of like a show that did so many things right and left me with questions that I'm really interested in, um, uh, I I'm fucking into it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I like it. Me too. Turn around.
0: Look at what you see
1: in her face.
0: The mirror of your dream. Make believe I'm everywhere. Give it in the light.
1: Um, okay, that is going to wrap it up for our discussion for good. For good. For, for, well, till next season. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot to talk. I, I feel like it'll come up. Maybe there'll be some entertainment news. Yes, that might come up in the interim. Like I, for one thing, uh, if you, uh, it's. I think it's gone up. Oh yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be on our social media. But I posted. At this point in the future, because we're recording this before this happens, it's a whole time tra- travel thing. It's just like back to the future. OK. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our social media, if you're not following us already uh, at Georgia Made podcast on Facebook, Instagram, at Georgia Made pod on Twitter. Um, I did post a uh, the number that you can call. You can call Murray Bauman's number. Murray Bauman has a telephone number. And if you call his phone number, there is a message, a voicemail there where Murray, Murray says, well, first of all, he says not to call him. Not mom do not call me before 5 p.m. is one of the things he says but he also says uh, he has a special message for Joyce because he has some information hmm. so you can go and listen to that number and get all the very scant details that are there it's pretty funny uh and uh teasing I think a little bit of what we might get in season that's four
0: cool. that's a cool uh... um
1: yeah little thing so and in fact the reason i heard about it was right after the show i was like googling like about like what happened to hopper because i'm like interested in what people's theories are so david harbour the actor who plays hopper actually posted he changed his profile picture to a a number digit every day a new number for like i don't know a week or whatever and Mm -hmm. it was like the beginning of this phone number and so people called the phone number and that's how they found this message cool yeah Anyway, so I'm sure we'll be talking about Stranger Things in some way periodically between now. But you can guarantee that when season four comes out, oh, yes. we'll be back to do another episode, which I think might be their final season. Oh, OK, I think so. They've, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll do five. But I my understanding is that they were planning on doing four and mm-hmm. then wrapping it up, which is sad because I like yeah. the show.
0: Well, sometimes you know things come to, like Bre- Breaking Bad was just five seasons, and they told all the story that they had to tell. That's true. That's true. Um, you don't want something to out like overstay their their welcome. That's you know? true. You definitely do. Because like Cheers, like I couldn't finish the last three seasons because I was like, "Oh, it's that's the right, you same, were watching Cheers. It's the same damn thing over and over again." I'm just yeah. like, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't want strange sure. things to turn into that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Get that Jazzer size. <laughs> um, so I've really enjoyed talking about the show with you. Yes. I adore the show. Me too. And I adore you. I adore you too. Um please come back and join us. Uh, I at this moment, I'm not sure what we'll talk about next. Maybe the Emmys. Right? Because the Emmys when are coming. That? The Emmys are coming up in September. <laughs> so we're at least gonna have to talk about the nominations.
0: Yes. Are you so serious? Sure. Yes. Have we almost been doing this a year?
1: Yeah. Oh well, no, God. it'll be a year in December. Well, we didn't release it until January, but the first episode we, we recorded was in December because oh. we were talking about the Golden Globes. Golden Globes,
0: not the Emmys. We, no, we haven't done, done, done the, the Emmys yet. This will be
1: our first go at the okay. Emmys, but I, I assume that's what we'll be talking about next. Yes. Probably. Yes. Right. Um. Until then, you can follow – you can stay up to date with what uh, our production company, Critical Crop Top, is doing. Production company, Critical Crop Top, which produces this show, the Georgia Made Podcast, as well as the Feminine Mistake Podcast, which is uh, the podcast that we are not at the moment making new episodes, but you can go and listen to our back catalog. Um, You can go – we have a Vimeo channel and a YouTube channel, at Critical Crop Top, where you can check out – um, Sorry, at Critical Crop Top is our handle on Instagram, mm-hmm. but Critical Crop Top is the name of the channel. Yeah. Uh, we've got films. We've got web series. If you didn't see us at the Women's Comedy Film Festival in Atlanta, you can go t- check out Dick Pick Professional. It's up there right now. Right now. Check it out. Yes. Um. So uh, go and check that out. Uh, and, of course, you can stay up to date with what we're doing. You can find out what's going on with our short film, The Parts That Stay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, at Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can follow this podcast and tell us what you th- where, do you, where do you think Hopper is? What do you think about our time travel theory? Yes. Let us know. Only um, good things. Only good things. And, you know, like, but challenge us intellectually. Yes. We like to be challenged intellectually. Just intellectually. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Georgia Made Podcast, And you can find us on Twitter at Georgia Made Pod. You're giving me the eyes, Sarah. What is that is that the uh, what does that mean? It what doesn't is the, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I've never been good at interpreting these things. I
0: was told yesterday that someone didn't understand what, what my eyes were saying, and I was like,
1: "Oh, well, that just makes you mysterious. I'm mysterious. I'm an en- en- enigma. Uh, you're an enigma. You're <laughs> you're an Enya. En- yeah. <laughs> Cue <any> music. <laughs>